HR leaders, what's on your mind these days? Is it AI? Is it the economy? The talent market? Remote work? Retention? DEI? Pay transparency? New laws? Our 2024 Workplace Trends Report outlines how HR leaders are thinking about these challenges and what they believe will help their organizations overcome them. Want to find out what they said? Head on over to peoplemanagingpeople.com forward slash workplace trends 2024 and download the report to find out. Have you ever been insecure? What about being insecure at work while trying to perform? I know that throughout my career, I've been plagued with insecurities. Am I good enough? Do I have the right skills? Do I have what it takes to grow my career? These insecurities can be debilitating. Insecurities can come from a variety of sources. A toxic work environment, uncertainty about your job, lack of feedback or reviews. There's a lot of different sources. In today's podcast, I'll be talking with Melanie Pump, an accomplished financial executive, business leader, and the author of Detox, Managing Insecurities in the Workplace. We will hear Melanie's story, talk about insecurities and how they've showed up for her, and inspire others to take action if you're feeling insecure in your workplace. We're people managing people, and our purpose is to build a better world of work. We're owners, founders, entrepreneurs, we're middle managers, team leaders. We represent every business function in an organization. And we're on mission to help people lead and manage their teams and organizations more effectively. So if you want to lead and manage better, and if you want to become a better organizational leader and more effective people manager, then join us. I'm your host, Tim Reitzma, and keep listening to find inspiration, actionable insights, and tools you need to recruit, retain, and manage and lead your people and organizations more effectively. And while you're listening to the show, please subscribe and join our mailing list on peoplemanagingpeople.com. Join our community of leaders and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all that's going on. Welcome, Melanie, to the People Managing People podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I'm really excited about our conversation today about insecurities in the workplace. And I I was talking to a few people around the office today about what we're going to be recording on, and and they can't wait to hear it as well because it's such, it's a topic that we just don't talk about. And so. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining. Well, thank you so much for having me. Because you're totally right. It is. It's all of us have insecurities, but but I think maybe we're a bit insecure about our insecurities, so we don't often talk about it. So so I think it is a great discussion to have. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so before we dive into that actual topic, I'm I would love to hear about your journey, your journey of your career, what led you to. being a CFO, and and uh, yeah, let's let's take a couple of minutes so uh, our guests sure. can and our audience can uh, learn who you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm happy happy to share because it is uh, you know our journeys are, are what help us helps us form the opinions and the learnings that we have. So uh, and mine mine's a little bit unique. I, I started um, in the corporate world in my in my early 20s, and and I came into it actually without any education yet. I'd actually had a bit of a of a rocky childhood, so I hadn't finished high school, and I was lucky enough 
enough to get a, a job as a receptionist at an engineering firm. Um, but of course, I came into that with my insecurities because I was surrounded by all these people who had this education that seemed like something that would be so hard for me to reach. Um, but but fortunately, I had a, a really great leader who, uh, you know, despite my my sort of fears and trepidation, saw my potential and uh, supported me um, to uh, to believe in myself. And I ended up going back and getting my GED, uh, getting my bachelor degree, and then my CPA designation. And um, I was at that company actually for seven years, and f- I got four promotions during that time. Wow. And uh, and then uh, somebody else from that company brought me over to their organization afterwards. And again, I had a, a really great supportive leader. So during that time, I like I said, got my accounting designation and moved into a controller role. And I've just been able to progress my career ever since then and and build my confidence, you know, up to being uh, in the role I am now as as a CFO. Wow, what a journey, you know, from not finishing high school to, you know, getting, you know, it's like that big break, you know, find, having, a, having a leader that just believed in you. Well, and, and this is it. And it, it really is game changing because I, I think about it often, you know, if I had, um, instead of getting that job at that one, at that one office, if I just accepted a job somewhere else, my life could have taken a totally different trajectory if I didn't have that leader. You know, of course, I, I do believe in myself and know that I played a role in accomplishing this as well. Um, but we'd never do things alone and, and ending up with a great leader. Uh, can really make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, having that that champion, that internal champion who sees something in you and and helps you see that in yourself. Yeah, and just exactly. gives you that vote of confidence. That yeah. that and allows you to make mistakes takes, yeah. too, right? And 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 lets you know yeah. that it, that it's okay that you're not perfect and that learning and growing, um, you know, it does take it does take mistakes and some things are going to go wrong. Uh, but if you keep moving forward, you can still you know really reach um, amazing heights. Yeah, that's amazing. And so throughout your journey, uh, I'm, I'm just really curious, what led you to, to write this book about insecurity in the workplace? Yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously you can tell by my initial part, um, how much I believe in the power of leadership and, and what a difference that can make for employees. And I was so fortunate, you know, the first, you know, over 10 years of my career, I was with leaders that were highly supportive, um, you know, really healthy leaders who had the space to, to, um, to let me succeed. Um, and then, uh, you know, later on in my career, as many of us do, I, you know, I did end up in some work environments that weren't as healthy as those early work environments. And I saw you know, not only the difference in myself, so so how um, I wasn't learning and growing as much in those environments, um, but I also saw it in in my peers um, how people weren't um, you know th- you know to say they weren't reaching their full potential, they weren't growing because the toxicity in that environment you know often was driving negative behaviors and making people quite insecure. So the contrast between those two environments, you know, like I said, so lucky to have that early great experience. But what that really did is highlighted um, just how detrimental a toxic or negative work environment can be. Yeah, it can really have an effect on on you as an individual, right? It's, uh, it's I've, whole... I've heard the saying of, oh, do you just leave work at work? But it just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't. Just, it doesn't it, it, and that goes both ways, right? You know, like yeah. how we say, you know, you're supposed to sort of leave your personal life at the door. Um, that's also impossible too. Like we are mm-hmm. a whole person and, and we can't leave we can't leave part of it behind. So if you are really struggling in a, in a negative work environment, that, that impacts your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking, it reminded me of, of my education journey. I went back to school later on in life, and I was 
totally insecure sitting in these lecture halls with people a lot younger than me. And, and I remember with one course, I couldn't pass a test to save my life. And I thought, this is it. Like I'm done. And even the instructor said, if you have failed this test, you might as well, you might as well leave. Oh man! And so I went and talked to the instructor and he said, Tim, I know you know how to do this. You got this. And that just that vote of confidence, that little change, that that positive reinforcement, yeah. man, does it go a long ways? It, it absolutely does. Like, like it's, you know, it's, it's not that hard to build people up, but it's also not that hard to break them down. And that is why, yeah. you know, especially as leaders, we need to be quite thoughtful about our, about our interactions with people because we can make a big difference in, in both directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And insecurities show up so differently uh, for different people and, and they're caused by a lot of different factors as well. Mm-hmm. How did they show up for you in your journey? Yeah, and you're right. They really can, you know, some some insecurities can drive positive effect. Like I would actually say for me in some ways, um, there were some positive effects because I felt insecure that drove me to go and get get an education and and mm-hmm. uh, and improve improve my life and create some safety for myself. And so when I was in the healthier environment, that insecurity sort of drove some positive change. But then when I got into these, you know, more toxic environments, what I was observing in myself is and when insecurity for me manifests as shutting down and closing off and and reducing the risk so mm-hmm. um you know because i'd been in some difficult work environment some difficult environments overall you know during my childhood growing up so i kind of learned to shut down and in these toxic work environments i was doing that so i wasn't collaborating as much as with my peers as i was before i wasn't putting myself out there and i think mm-hmm. we all know that to grow your career and to learn you need to be interacting with others and and uh, and learning from your peers, so that that was one of the main things that I saw in myself. Is it, it's almost like I was I was diminished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, that just resonates with me because I've been there. I've I've had the insecurities where I just shut down. Yeah, shut down in in different jobs throughout my career, and it's like, yeah. oh, I should just probably find another job, yeah. which isn't I mean, a solution. You're protecting yourself, like that, that yeah. is what that is. You know, when, when we yeah. feel insecure, it's it's uh it's a way of saying we don't feel safe. So, so often we'll just instinctively, like you may not even realize that you're that you're doing that. You might not realize that you're reducing your collaboration. It's just an instinct to to protect yourself. Yeah, you hit on a keyword, safe. Yes. And feeling safe and having that safety. And I think as leaders in organizations, that's such an important uh, thing to create. How do you create safety? Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it is a really important topic. And, and um, you've probably heard the term, uh, it's been talked about a lot more recently, psychological safety, um, because Amy Edmondson, a Harvard professor, has released a book that really focuses on that. Um, and how, how do you create a work environment where people feel psychologically safe? Uh, we focus so much on physical safety over time, but psychological safety is also important. And, and that is about, you know, creating a work environment where people know they won't be shamed um, or humiliated for making a mistake. You know, when people feel like they can throw, throw out an idea and, and people will take that and think about how to make it better rather than taking it and thinking about how to minimize that employee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure you have an environment where the values are clear and, and people live those values and know that they're, that they're important to the organization. Um, there's, a, there's a number of ways to 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 work to improve the safety, psychological safety of an environment. Yeah, I think it goes hand in hand with um, with feeling secure in your workplace. 
Yes. Because if those values are just written on a wall and and I've, I've come across organizations through uh, my time when I was consulting on workplace culture where values were just written on a wall. Nobody yeah. knew what they were. And they were just there because somebody said you need values. So they put them up on the website, put them on a wall, and an employee handbook, and, and just never lived those. And, yeah. And, and that almost works against the the safety and the environment even more because if you if you have something and you say this is the way you are but you don't actually walk that talk that's going to create even more insecurity because then people are saying okay well they're saying they're this and they're not well that means I, that there's a lack of trust um, overall so yeah having values and, and not living by them can really be detrimental to the corporate culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, so if somebody's listening today and somebody is feeling really insecure in their role in their job, maybe they've got a new position or taking on leadership in a team, whatever the situation, mm-hmm. what are some strategies to reduce um, reduce that insecurity and and yeah. increase that confidence? Yeah. And then the first part is it really is trying to diagnose what is causing the insecurity uh, because often we might think it's something else. Like there are many things that can impact it. You know, so even just at a, at a high level, I find for myself, if I don't get enough sleep, that actually inc- increases my feelings of, of insecurity because I know that I'm not performing to my full potential. Uh, I know that I'm not one, you know, 100% myself. So there's, there's some self-care stuff that we can do um, just to make sure that we're operating at our optimal level. So, so first, taking a look at those things and really diagnosing, is it something with you? Is it something with your environment? It's hard to truly make it better until we can, we can narrow down uh, what is causing us the insecurity, and then we can start working on that. Yeah, there's some great techniques to to unpack that and and really get to the root cause. There's from the operational process improvement side of things, it's it's the five why technique. You just ask yourself five whys. You know, why am I feeling this way? Right. And you come up with your answer and then just take a deeper dive. Um, yeah. And sometimes we have to yeah. take that deep dive because our brains sometimes can be tricking us into thinking that it's something else. Like sometimes facing the thing that's actually making us insecure can be really difficult uh, because change is, change is also scary. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we may be almost avoiding or rationalizing the thing that's actually causing the problem. So it really can take some work to, to dig down and figure out, you know, what is actually unsettling you and making you insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think of, you know, I, I know for myself, I've recently started a new role in, in, in a new company. And I, and I believe you did as well. Mm-hmm. And so going into this in, into these positions, yeah, you know, our brains so can play yeah, <laughs> tricks on us is like, am I am I fit for this job? Am I, am I the right person? Do I, you know, do do they really know what I can bring to the table and, and all these, these things that come to mind. And so, uh, what are some things that you've done personally? I know is, you know, taking on a new role uh, or even, you know, publishing a book. This is your first book. What was coming up for you when you wrote this or started your new role? And, and yeah, what are some things that you can, you can teach me? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, part of it is for one, um, being kind to yourself. I mean, we hear this all the time, but you know, everything you just talked about there about thinking, am I right for this role? Do they know, do they actually know what I'm capable of? All these kinds of things. Those are so normal. Um, like when I moved into the role that I'm in now, I did say to myself, you know, Melanie, 
there's going to be days that you're going to love this. There's going to be days where you're like, what did I do? And they don't, uh, they don't, they don't know what I'm capable of, all these kinds of things. And, and accepting that because the kinder you are to yourself, um, the more you'll feel, you'll feel uh, secure. So de- definitely I, I do that is just try to have a real awareness. And, and like I said, also, you know, I've really learned over time to, to give myself self care and to, and to make sure I'm getting enough sleep, make sure that I'm eating well enough, make sure that I'm getting exercise because all those things just do build into the overall, you know, health of your mind. Um, and mm-hmm. when you have a healthy mind, you're better able to handle these other challenges that are, that are coming at you and you'll be able to maintain a, a level of security more easily. Um, but also, you know, again, that, that, that awareness and identifying what are the things that are, that are making you feel insecure. Cause there may be some things that, that, that you do need to look at fixing. Um, you know, maybe there's not, you're not getting enough support in your role. So asking for that, you know, for example, or maybe you're really not clear. If we're not clear on what the expectations are in our role, that can really unsettle us and make us insecure because we don't know um, how to succeed. Um, so identifying some of those things too um, is really important. But, uh, I had somebody come to me recently who was talking about how the expectations in their role just weren't clear. Right. The expectations were yeah. go do something, but they were stuck on actually how to go and do that something mm-hmm. and, uh, and were stuck yeah. and feeling completely insecure right? and being even insecure to acknowledge it. And yeah. I think there's so much power to, to acknowledge yeah. when we're stuck, when we're, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling that we're not skilled enough to, or right. don't have the knowledge to, to drive something forward. And also, like, I, I've been in that exact spot before where I was insecure because I wasn't sure what the expectations are. And then when I did go and, and approach, you know, my leader in that position, the reality was, is they weren't actually clear on it either. <laughs> and that's why it wasn't clear to me. I mean, they, they'd put yeah. me in this role. Um, they weren't totally sure how I was going to get to where it was. So me actually saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really not clear on where we're going and how I'm expected to get there actually resulted in us having a dialogue of realizing neither of us really did and then developing a plan to get there. So rather than me just, you know, spinning my wheels for months feeling insecure, just having that transparent conversation made a really big difference because, um, you know, sometimes it is that, you know, nobody knows what the expectations are. And so you need to work through with your leader. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's vital. You have really yeah. nothing to lose by sitting down with your leader. If you're listening to this today on your way to work or on your way home from work, wherever you are, like that's a, that's a challenge for you this week is to pull your leader aside and ensure that you're aligned on expectations and yeah. aligned on what, uh, what you're responsible for and what you're accountable for. I worked at a company where everybody in the organization, we're about a hundred people and everybody had five accountabilities. Not four, not six, but five. I'm not sure why five, but yeah. but that just drove a lot of clarity on who to go to for for certain things, who to um, who to reach out to, and, and and it drove that clarity of okay, this is what's expected of me. Yeah. And that makes such a big difference. Like I, I do talk about that a lot in my book about the need for transparency and clarity, because when we're, when we're uncertain, like, like we actually view uncertainty as a threat, our minds do. And so if we're not sure what's going on, that will trigger insecurity us and make us really unsettled. So, mm-hmm. you know, transparency is talked a lot about in the corporate environments, but, but it really is critical for a secure workforce for people to ha- 
have, you know, not only uh, to be certain about their own expectations, but what's the strategy of the business and where is it going so that they can feel comfortable, employees feel comfortable, they have a future there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the book, chapters seven and eight, you really hit on that, the impact of uncertainty and then strategies on how to reduce uncertainty. And and exactly. we're, we're talking about a couple of those, which is, which is, yeah, it's having those honest conversations, those transparent, trusting conversations. Yeah. And, and if it's not well received, then you know that, that maybe there is a reason for your insecurity and, and, right. and it gives Absolutely. you an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And, but you know, if it's not well received, but I will say most of the time, um, like, like most of us want clarity, most of us want to help support the people around us. Um, and sometimes we just don't realize, like I, I know as leaders, you know, all of us are so busy. Sometimes we don't realize that it wasn't clear, you know, what the direction is or what the expectation is for the employee and somebody coming in and raising that with you. You. you know, I certainly know I, I appreciate it because if my employees are successful, I'm going to be more successful too. Um, so yeah, so everybody working together and trying to be clear on on uh, those expectations is really important. Mm-hmm. And, and so if, if somebody's listening who knows they need to have this conversation, but are feeling very insecure about having the conversation, where do where do we start? How do we how do we you know, do we look ourselves in the mirror in the morning and say, today's the day, uh, talk ourselves <laughs> up, drink a lot of coffee? Like, what's, what's kind of your strategy? <laughs> I do not recommend drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> I yeah, do not recommend Not a that. good strategy. <laughs> uh, you you want to try and be as in control as, as you can. I mean, and uh, yeah. I know for me, too much coffee does not result in that. Yeah, um, maybe both. But, but definitely, like, you know... It, it, Giving, giving yourself a pep talk is definitely valuable, you know, making sure that you you assess the situation and, and you go in prepared. Um, and and th- this is different for each person, you know, you know, some of us, you know, genuinely are in toxic work environments where um, it maybe is just better to to move on. But but I do believe, you know, in most cases with transparent conversation, you can uh, get to a good result. Um, but, you know, pre- prepare your pre- prepare your leader. So, you know, don't don't just blindside them. I generally recommend letting them know you want to have a discussion about about your career and what the expectations are and and set that meeting aside so that you really have Mm -hmm. time uh time to talk about it and you know uh, most leaders will be receptive um, to somebody wanting to talk about how they can improve their performance at work um Mm -hmm. so just make sure you're approaching that in a in a positive way sort of about approving a performance not sort of setting it up as if it's, it's just going to be a negative discussion yeah yeah and i would I would echo that and I would I would add that if your organization is is of a size where it has a people and culture team reach out to your your people and culture leaders reach out to a, maybe a leader in the organization that you have a great rapport with and mm-hmm. and uh, and strategize or there's opportunities to uh, if you're feeling stuck or feeling unsure insecure finding a coach I know a coach in my life in my career had been so helpful to, mm-hmm. to unpack what's, what's holding me back. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and it's just talking about it because we, if we hold these things inside, it just makes us more and more insecure. Like the longer we let um, uh, something spin in our heads, the, the more of an impact it's going to have on our psyche. So whether you're talking to your partner about it or a coach or, or friends, it, it really is helpful to just talk, talk things through. And that then eventually, you know, make sure that you're talking to your leader and figure out how to, how to improve the situation. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know, I was, saying in in kind of our brief intro that I was talking to people at work about insecurity in the workplace and mm-hmm. I've started a new role and I'm definitely into that um into that headspace to the point where yeah did I sleep well last night no and yeah. do I need to have a conversation absolutely and then it's a cycle like that's the yeah. hard part right <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. So, so then I just you, went, now you're tired and that makes it yeah, even worse. Yeah. So I just very publicly said, Hey, I'm feeling insecure in my role. And, uh, and so here's some strategies on, on how to overcome that. So, so that's, that's great. And, and so, you know, as we think about, you know, as you think about your career and where it's, it's going, you're a CFO in, in an organization, um, you know, what's, what kind of comes up for you? Like, is, is there still, are you, past insecurities now? Are they still coming up on a regular basis? Are they, you know, how do you, you know, yeah. What, what's, what's kind of your approach? Yeah. I, none of us are past insecurities. Um, there, there's always, we're always dealing with new people and, and, uh, dealing with new situations and they, and they do come up. And, and so I am, you know, that ha- I am included in that. I try to, you know, really remind myself of, of my successes. Like I, I think many of us too often sort of we, we succeed and then we just bypass right on it. Uh, when I'm dealing with challenges, I, I try to remind myself of what I've already overcome and what I've done as a, as a way to manage my insecurities and, and have some belief in myself. Um, that really is, um, you know, one of the main ways is to build, build your confidence and that will help with insecurities. And then also I do talk about it. Like I, I don't hide that from from my my peers if I'm if I'm feeling like I don't have the experience or or something about the situation is making me feel really uncertain um, I share that and, and and talk that out with the people that, that I'm working with um, and then th- they do the same and that's how we create a secure environment where we know that mm-hmm. we can we can be ourselves and and share when we're you know when we're feeling uncomfortable yeah the trust that that builds as well absolutely yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then none of us are, none of us are perfect. None of us know all the answers. Um, and we're all better, um, when, when we're working together and, and your peers have an understanding of where you might need support. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, I love that you said that just to build your confidence and Mm -hmm. it's not just confidence and being overconfident are two very different things, but it's building your confidence in, in saying, yeah, I know my craft and yes. I know, and I know what I don't know. And that's also being confident in my opinion. I, I totally agree. Like there's, you know, we've been talking about that because I, you know, I am in a small organization and, and uh, when you're in a small company, you want people to do, to wear many, many hats. Um, and that's not always the most effective. <laughs> Sometimes you're better off to, to, you know, try and, and, you know, get an expert for a small engagement um, rather than making the, you know, one person feel insecure because they're just, they're just kind of mediocre at a task. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do that as well. I say, okay, we have this project. I'm not the best person to do it. It'd be better for us to have somebody else who is an expert. Um, so I'm not afraid to say those kinds of things and, and really admit when something is not, um, I'm not the best person to do it. Yeah, that's, that's so great to hear. Cause I can just imagine that your team that that's working with you and alongside you almost take a sigh of relief or, or, or like, okay, uh, this is yeah. Mel- Melanie, Melanie's leading by example here. And, and so it's okay. It's creating that, like we talked about, uh, psychological safety we've talked about trust and you yeah. know trying to put words to that narrative that plays around in our brain of saying yeah you know those those insecure uh, the insecurity yeah. those insecure thoughts that are that are coming up of course and just recognizing none of us are you know even you know, I I'm an I you know my background is accounting but there's there's so much to that and same thing you know as somebody who's in HR in any field there's no way one person can know absolutely everything about their field it's uh it's just not possible so yeah uh, yeah yeah, you can only Google so much and then exactly, you, you need exactly. to bring in the experts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's great, Melanie. I, I think there's a couple of really key takeaways for people listening who 
who have gone through some insecurities or are going through some insecurities right now. And it's really check in with yourself. I think that's, that's, that's an important one. You know, how am I doing? What's coming up? What's the root cause? Exactly. And, and then, and then address it. Um, like that, that really is, um, recognize the impact that it has, um, in your whole life. So if we are feeling really insecure and that we're in that work environment, we do carry it forward into our, into our personal lives as well. So Mm -hmm. as much as we, as we can try to address it, it will, it will improve our, our overall life, not just our work life. Yeah, I'm going to throw maybe a little curveball at you. Uh, Just something popped in my mind. And so I've worked in an organization where where my boss had said, get over it. Mm. How do you respond to uh, a leader? Maybe it's a, a, your leader or or leader in the organization with, with, uh, with a feedback that just says, get over it. Well, I mean, I, uh, it sounds like that leader maybe needs some coaching because, um, <laughs> because you know, that is a way to shut down an, an employee and, and they're, you know, to, they're not going to continue to open up if, if they're being told to to get over it and therefore their feelings are, aren't valid. Um you know that that that's difficult. Obviously, it depends on the situation as to as to you know what is your relationship with that leader. You know, is that leader just having a bad day because sometimes people are are reactive because of what's happening in their own life? So you know, diagnosing that, mm-hmm. um, and then potentially you know going in and and seeking some coaching yourself from somebody in in HR uh, if you have that department or another leader as as to how you can approach it with this leader because that is that is quite dismissive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, ha- you know, then you need to assess if having a frank discussion with this person about how that made you feel is actually going to going to be effective. And that that does depend on on the leader. Uh, so that is something that's a bit hard to give direct advice on in, until we sort of assess the overall situation on it. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but be my general, you know, if, if a leader is just telling you that you need to get over something, um, yeah, that's not being very respectful of of your situation. Yeah, it's um, I, I've I've had colleagues, I've had friends who have been in these situations where emotion doesn't belong in the workplace, but you know, it it we can't hide our emotions. We can't. We, can't we are hide who we are. And, and then you know, yeah. those are you know, that's probably. You know, all of us have learned, you know, even our leadership styles, we've learned from earlier aspects of our life. So somebody who is that has probably learned that behavior from somebody else, that it's better yeah. to just not have emotion and, and they have learned to function that way. But, but, um, no, we can't hide our, we can't hide our emotions. And when we do, that just makes us insecure because we're hiding part of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we, if we go to that approach of figuring out that root cause of the, that those insecurities, it's you know, we can, we can almost self-diagnose pretty quickly. And then we have to decide, well, what are we going to do about it? Right. Yeah. And, and that is the hard part. And, it, you know, it's not always easy because, you know, many of us have, you know, commitments and dependence and, and you know, changing to a new job is, is always risky. So mm-hmm. it has to be a balancing act of the, of the risks and the, and the benefits to it. But, um, you know, and I can tell you when I've made the decision to leave toxic work environments and, and move on to other Envi- better environment. I've I've never regretted it. Um, it's uh, it's a real weight lifts um, when you move out of environment that is that is creating a lot of insecurity for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, looking for that environment where you can be safe, where there's trust, where there's psychological safety, where you've got yeah. a leader who's got your back, who has your best yeah. interest, 
And, and that's how we can manage our insecurity in the workplace right? as, yeah. as a leader, as well as, as a team member. Yeah. And you're so much more likely um, to, to reach your full potential in an environment where you have those things. Like, you know, I do, you know, I've already said earlier, I think back sometimes to if I hadn't gotten into that first job that, that ended up leading me down on the path of, you know, 14 years of supportive leaders, uh, where, where would I be today? You know, I, I might still, you know, not, you know, I might still be at the front desk. I may not have gone back to school, uh, mm-hmm. but I, but I did. And I, I'm very fortunate um, uh, to have had those leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're out there in every organization. And so, Absolutely. yeah, if somebody's listening today and says, I do not have that supportive leader, well, guess what? There are supportive leaders um, out there. There's, there's a lot <laughs> out there. Yes. And so it's, it's, um, yeah, don't, uh, don't suffer in silence, no. you know, bring a voice to, to, to how you're feeling to the insecurities, like even not even feeling like you can have a voice is in itself an insecurity. So. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we don't know what, what talents are hiding within us until we get to uh, an environment that, that allows us to open up and, and feel safe. I mean, I could definitely say that for me. I didn't realize uh, that I would be able to grow my career to the level that I have until I got into a place where I realized my talents and my abilities. Uh, but we do need to be in a, in a safe place because, you know, taking learning is, is risky. It can mm-hmm. feel risky and, uh, and you need to be in a safe environment to do that. Absolutely. Well, Melanie, I, I thank you for your time today. I think this is such a, a terrific topic. Uh, your book is fantastic. For those who are listening, again, it's called Detox, Managing Insecurity in the Workplace. I highly suggest going and picking that up and um, and having a read. And then drop us, uh, drop me a note, um, drop me a, a, an email or a comment on social about uh, about your thoughts on, on the book. Also, check out Melanie's website at melaniepump.com and, and you can connect with her there as well. So thanks again, Melanie, for, for coming on and talking about this, this, this topic that we need to put a voice to. Thanks so much for having me. All right, take care. We covered a lot of ground in today's podcast. Melanie shared a lot of great insights from her new book, Detox, Managing Insecurity in the Workplace. It's such a relevant topic because there isn't a single person that I can think of who has not been insecure at some point in their career. If you like what you heard today, um, check us out at peoplemanagingpeople.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. Join our community And we'd love to hear feedback about this episode, as well as hear your ideas for future episodes. So please check us out and I hope you have a great rest of your day.